Hello and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Lorraine and I'm your host reading today from uh, the book of Romans. Uh, today we are chapter 2 and we are episode 24.4. Um, so I'm just so grateful and so thankful that you were able to take time out of your day uh, to uh, stop and read your Bible, uh, whether it's this morning or this afternoon or the evening. Uh, I hope that uh, that you've um, that you've come clear-minded and are ready to just dive in uh, to this. Uh, reading back uh, with the overview, it looks to me like we are still reading about uh, judgments against us as sinners, and we're all sinners. And we've already talked about that earlier when we said that uh, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's that's where we are because of. Adam and Eve, if you go all the way back, you know, it's because of them that we have this sinful nature going on. So, and, you know, uh, sin is sin. I mean, that God doesn't, uh, I don't believe, and I think that whatever it is that, you know, causes you to be the sinner, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, sin is sin, uh, whether you are the most horrific, you know, murderer in the history of the world, or you're just, you know, you've stole a pack of gum from the local candy shop. Uh, it's still sin, you know. Uh, it does a, in our world, it doesn't compare, you know. In human terms, you know, being a murderer and stealing a pack of gum are completely opposite ends of the spectrum, but yet you still stole. You, you still took something that wasn't yours. So, yeah, it's a pack of gum in comparison to, you know, a serial killer. It doesn't compare in our world. But I think in God's eyes, sin is sin and it doesn't matter. Um, so, you know, what that little sin might lead to another sin and another sin. Then, you know, one day you're stealing a pack of gum. Next thing, you know, some people are stealing cars. I don't know. I'm just saying God's view is different uh, from our worldly views, uh, from what I understand, from what I have learned from uh, listening in church all these years. So anyway, uh, so um, I don't want to ramble. I don't want to, I just want to just kind of give you an overview that uh, Paul is kind of laying out the, the the law here that God is is judging us according to what we're doing and the choices that we're making. So, um, so with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, pray and um, uh, just uh, start to dive in uh, to reading our Bible. I'm glad that you are here and I'm glad that you're able to dive in with me and uh, and you're on this journey because uh, it's I think it's pretty f fabulous to be on this journey uh, reading through the Bible and getting to know Jesus and uh, and God uh, more intimately. And uh, it just, it's a, a relationship that I, I can't explain. You just have to live it and be a part of it. So you're a part of it because you're listening. So, all right, let's pray and, uh, and we'll start uh, reading chapter two. It's not a long chapter, so. <clears throat> Holy God, Heavenly Father, we're so thankful that you are our Heavenly Father and that you are in control of all things from the smallest to the biggest and uh, Lord we're just um, thankful that you 
provide for us, uh, everything is yours and you give to us according to what our needs are. And we don't even know what they are half the time. Lord, we're especially thankful for the gift of your only son, Jesus Christ, his sacrifice on the cross and the blood that he shed for all of our sins. He loved us so much and we love him so much for, for being that sacrifice for us so that we can have eternal life. Lord, um, put a blessing over this moment in time, this uh, 30 minutes that we get to read and dive into your word to get to know you better. We want to know you. Uh, we want to get to know you. We want to love you. We want to be in awe of you. And uh, the only way to do that is to continue reading and learning uh, through your Bible. Lord, I'm thankful for those out there who are listening or watching. Uh, just bless them in whatever capacity that they are looking for, whatever their needs are in this moment. Uh, I don't know what they are, but you do. And so uh, if there's healing to be done out there, please heal. Uh, if there is uh, financial needs, um, uh, employment needs, I, I don't know what they are, but uh, you know what they are. And so in, in your will, Lord, we pray that these things will be answered. <clears throat> Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I'm going to take a drink real quick. I'm going to put on my readers, and then we're going to dive right in. <clears throat> so, uh, Romans chapter 2, episode 24.4. You may think you can condemn such people, but you are just as bad, and you have no excuse. When you say they are wicked and should be punished, you are condemning yourself. For you who judge others do the very, these very same things. <clears throat> and we know that God, in his justice, will punish anyone who does such things. Since you judge others for doing these things, why do you think you can avoid God's judgment when you do the same things? Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? But because you are stubborn and refuse to turn from your sin, you are storing up terrible punishment for yourself. For a day of anger is coming when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. He will judge everyone according to what they have done. He will give eternal life to those who keep on doing good, seeking after the glory and honor and immortality that God offers. But he will pour out his anger and wrath on those who live for themselves, who refuse to obey the truth and instead live lives of wickedness. There will be trouble and calamity for everyone who keeps on doing what is evil for the Jew first and also for the Gentiles. But there will be glory and honor and peace from God to, for all who do good, for the Jew first and also for the Gentile, for God does not show favoritism. When the Gentiles sin, they will be destroyed, even though they never had God's written law. And the Jews who do have God's law will be judged by the law when they fail to obey it. For merely listening to the law doesn't make us right with God. It is obeying the law that makes us right in his sight. <clears throat> Even Gentiles who do not have God's written law show that they know his law when they instinctively obey it, even without having heard it. 
that they demonstrate that God's law is written in their hearts for their own conscience and thoughts either accuse them or tell them they are doing right. And this is the message I proclaim, that the day is coming when God, through Christ Jesus, will judge everyone's secret life. The Jews and the Law You who call yourselves Jews are relying on God's law, and you boast about your special relationship with him. You know that he wants... You know what he wants, you know what is right, because you have been taught his law. You are convinced that you are a guide for the blind and a light for people who are lost in darkness. You think you can instruct the ignorant and teach children the ways of God. For you are certain that God's law gives you complete knowledge and truth. Well then, if you teach others, why don't you teach yourselves? You tell others not to steal, but do you steal? You say it is wrong to commit adultery, but do you commit adultery? You condemn idolatry, but do you use items stolen from pagan temples? You are so proud of knowing the law, but you dishonor God by breaking it. No wonder the scriptures say the Gentiles blaspheme the name of God because of you. The Jewish ceremony of circumcision has value only if you obey God's law. But if you don't obey God's law, you are no better off than an uncircumcised Gentile. And if the Gentiles obey God's law, won't God declare them to be his own people? In fact, uncircumcised Gentiles who keep God's law will condemn you Jews who are circumcised and possess God's law, but don't obey it. For you are not a true Jew just because you were born of, of Jewish parents or because you have gone through the ceremony of circumcision. No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. And true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law, rather it is a change of heart produced by the Spirit, and a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. Well, that to me just summed it right up, all of it, right there in that little last sentence. Um, that just seemed to be it in a nutshell. But, um, you know, he's going through uh, basically, I think he, he is speaking to the Jews in Rome, um, in, in this instance, <clears throat> you may think that you, you may think you can condemn such people, but you are just as bad and have no excuse. When you say they are wicked and should be punished, you are condemning yourself for you who judge others do these very same things. It's that old, uh, thing you say to kids, you know, point one finger and three point back, you know, there's three pointing right back at you. Uh, that's, uh, that's, I think what this is, you know, they're pointing the finger at the the Gentiles, but the fingers are pointing right back at them because they're doing the same stuff. So, you know, they're just as guilty. We're not here to judge. It's up to God to do the judging. That's, I, I say that all the time. You know, when I have a dis, when I don't agree with certain things that people do, it's not for me to judge. Uh, you know, I really try not to be judgmental. I'm not perfect. I do. You know, who doesn't? Um, and we know that God in his justice will punish anyone who does such things. Um, since the ju since you judge others for doing these things, why do you think you can avoid God's judgment when you do the same things? Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? I mean, it's all over. I mean, God is so patient. I'm reading through, I've told you, through the Old Testament, and there are so many times that the Israelites, 
continue to do the same foolish things over and over again. You know, they, they oh, I'm so sorry. And then, you know, they're, they're repeat offenders. They keep, you know, doing the same thing over and over again. And God just keeps, you know, forgiving them and, you know, going into their corner and, and you know, saving them. Um, so then you go down into uh, five for a day of judge for a day of anger is coming. God's righteous judgment will be revealed. He will judge everyone according to what they have done. He will give eternal life to those who keep on doing good, seeking after the glory and honor and immortality that, that God only God offers. But he will pour out his anger and wrath on those who live for themselves, who refuse to obey the truth and instead live lives of wickedness. Um, there will be trouble and calamity for everyone who keeps on doing what is evil, uh, first for the Jew and then also for the Gentiles. But there will be glory and honor and peace from God for all who do good, for the Jew first and also for the Gentile. God does not show favoritism. That's kind of huge. Um, we have to understand that. He doesn't show favoritism. It doesn't matter who you are, what color skin you have, uh, what color your eyes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He doesn't care. You know, everybody is the same in God's eyes. For merely listening to the law doesn't make us right with God. It is obeying the law that makes us right in his sight. Um, he says, even Gentiles who do not have God's written law show that they have his law when they instinctively obey it, even without having heard it. There is something in us, I believe, that is in us. It's, it's the Holy Spirit that, that guides us. And I think that everybody has has that instinct i think everybody has it it is, just depends upon what you do with it and you know what he's saying here is that the, even the gentiles who don't have the law in front of them um, instinctively uh, obey it they demonstrate that uh, god's law is written in their hearts god's law is written in our hearts we know we know when we're doing wrong and we know when we're doing right. We know when you're sitting there looking at that pack of gum and you want it, but you don't have the money for it and you want to take it. You know, you're not supposed to. You know that you're not supposed to, but you do it anyway. Even the guy who's doing serial killing, I think he knows. He knows, he knows, he knows he's not supposed to be doing it. But there, there's something driving him that, you know, obviously it's Satan, uh, you know, the king of lies uh is telling him oh no go ahead it's not going to do anything you know i don't i don't know what's in the side inside a serial killer's mind but i believe that we do have god's law written in our hearts i think we're born with that uh, and this is the message i proclaim that the day is coming when god through jesus christ will judge everyone's secret life which i think is interesting um you know i i say this to my kids all the time um, and I don't know if this is what he's talking about, but this is what it seems like to me that, uh, you, you cannot judge a book by its cover. You don't know what people are going through. You don't know what their lives are like behind closed doors. You have no idea. And so, you know, but God knows, you know, so you shouldn't, you know, make assumptions about, uh, how people are living their lives just because they are projecting this image and you know there's uh, stuff going on that we don't even know about you know and then we choose not to reveal so we don't know what's in everybody's heart but god does god knows what's in our hearts and he'll judge you 
Um, so anyway, <clears throat> so you who call yourselves Jews are relying on God's law and you boast about your special relationship with him. You know what he wants. You know what is right because you have been taught his law. Um, you know, you're saying that uh, you're going to, you can guide the blind and be a light for people who are lost in the darkness. You think you can instruct the ignorant and teach children uh, the ways of God. For you are certain that God's law gives you complete knowledge and truth. You know, that you are, you know, the only ones. Well, then, if you, if you teach others, why aren't you teaching yourself? You know, again, point a finger and three point back. You know, if you're telling people don't steal, uh, then don't steal and point that finger back at yourself. If you're, if, uh, if you're telling them don't commit adultery, don't do it yourself. You know, be honorable. Um, you are so proud of knowing the law, but you dishonor God by breaking it. The Gentiles blaspheme the name of God because of you. You know, the Gentiles, uh, he's saying that the Gentiles uh, are, are not... Maybe, it seems to me, that he, because it's Isaiah 5.25, he's saying the Gentiles blaspheme the name of God because of you. You're not setting a good example, is basically it. And I think that, you know, when you set a good example, you set a good example for your children, you set a good example for your friends, your family, you know, try to live that life so that people know they know they know that you are a Christian and you're living a Christian life. That's what I think that this is what this is saying. And then uh, it goes on to um, the Jewish ceremony of circumcision has value only if you obey God's law. But if you don't obey God's laws, you are no better off than an uncircumcised Gentile. And if the Gentiles obey God's law, won't God declare them to be his own people? You know, he again, he's not, he's not, uh, he doesn't show favoritism. God's not showing the favoritism. No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. I love this. And then a change of heart produced by the Spirit and a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. That speaks volumes. We're not supposed to be looking for praise from people. It, you know, it doesn't matter what people think. It's what God thinks and what God's judgment is going to be. So, so that's basically it. It's all about the, the judgment that God's going to have over you, us, we, you know, everybody, uh, for whatever choices we make. Uh, you know, if we're making bad choices, he's going to make a judgment over it. So uh, I think that that's uh, pretty pertinent. But I, I love that last line, a change of heart produced by the Spirit. Uh, it, it, is a, it is a change of heart produced by the Spirit, and a person with a changed heart Seeks praise from God. I love that. I think that's very, uh, I think I'm going to circle that with my pencil. I highlighted it, but I think I'm going to circle it because that's pretty big. Maybe I'll even put a little dog ear. Sometimes I dog ear pages that I have uh, a little, I don't know if you know what a dog ear is, but a dog ear is when you put a little corner like that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, so um, I like to look back sometimes on stuff that I, I dog-eared or made notes on. Well, that's it for today. Uh, good stuff. Soften your hearts. Do what you're supposed to do. You know, read your Bible. Do what it says. It's pretty simple. Uh, I'm quoting, again, my pastor. Uh, this is not my thing. That's his thing. But it, it is so true. Read it. 
follow it, do it, and, uh, you know, you'll have, you're not going to have an easy life, but, you know, you have the promise of uh, heaven and eternal life because of what we believe in. So if you uh, are reading along, but you still haven't made a choice for Jesus Christ and to be a follower and to accept him into your heart, uh, here is your moment. I always give it every day, uh, the opportunity to, um, to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So uh, let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your only son, Jesus Christ. It's his perfect and holy blood that covers all my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. I accept him into my heart. I'm going to live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations and uh, welcome to a new life. Um, Today is the day that you'll start living for Jesus. Uh, I would mark it in your Bible. Today's the date uh, that, that you gave your heart and your life to Jesus. And um, we encourage you, uh, Jeremiah and I encourage you to get to a church, a pastor, uh, someone to help navigate uh, next steps. Um, many churches have classes called next steps or uh, they've got membership classes to become a member of the churches. Um, I encourage you to get to a Bible teaching um, church, but again, I'm not saying which one you should get to. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating for anything. You, you, you need to go to a church that you feel comfortable and is reading, I mean, is preaching from the Word of God. So uh, get involved, get to a ministry, and, um, you know, volunteer. Uh, start your own group. Uh, you can use this um as a, a podcast as starting your own group if you want and listening together um however whatever um but uh but start living for jesus um it's um it's a life you will never ever regret that's the way i look at it i don't uh, i've been a christian for over 30 years uh, well i mean i was i was raised in the catholic church um, so I thank God for my mom, who was a devout Catholic. Uh, they called her Saturday morning Mary because she would go to church uh, every day of the week. She'd go five days a week during the week. Then uh, one church she'd go to uh, in a different town had Saturday service. And then she would be a deacon on Sundays. Uh, not a deacon, a uh, Eucharistic minister. So she would give out the Eucharist. So, um, you know, she was very involved. Um, and that, uh, I, I find that comforting and she, you know, sort of set the foundation for me. So, uh, anyway, get to a church, get involved and, uh, and live for Jesus. That's all I can say. So, uh, that's it for today. And, uh, we, uh, I will be back tomorrow, uh, with episode 24.5 chapter three. And, uh, and then, uh, Jeremiah and I will be doing our podcast on Friday. So I'll be looking forward to listening to his, uh, his, uh, vacation, uh, stories, uh, with him and his family. So, uh, it'll be fun. So, all right. Well, uh, thank you again for listening, for joining me. Uh, take care of yourselves. God bless you and have a good morning, uh, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is that you are, 
uh, listening. So take care and we'll see you tomorrow.